bene. Thank you for joining me. It's Rina Dipti Anabil, aka Mommy Imperfect, and you're listening to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect, the podcast where I explore different aspects of womanhood each and every week with the help of my fabulous guests. It's a place where we celebrate the game changers. It's a place where you get your weekly dose of filter-free girl chat. So I'm so excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about uh, creativity. We're talking about uh, artistic talent. We're talking about gender fluidity. I have a movie star joining me. It's Raheem Mir, an actor, dancer and choreographer. And I recently um, saw starring in Tara versus Bilal, a Hindi film which released in October on Netflix, actually, and I watched it the other day. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect, Raheem. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? Um, I'm good. It's it's lovely to talk to you. And I first of all want to just say that um, you were absolutely brilliant in Tara versus Bilal. So I good. Very kind of you. I, I really, I really, really enjoyed watching it. Um, how did you find it, like starring in a Bollywood movie? Um, I'll be honest with you, it was a very interesting experience. It was um, something that I didn't really know what to expect from. Mm. Um, it was interesting to see the cultural differences that we were having and interesting to see how they work as a film, like sort of industry and titan, as it were, and how they handle themselves and how the hierarchy between people is very, very evident. Um, but it was a learning experience for me. It was a great experience. The team were incredible. The cast were incredible. So it was really something that I connected quite well with, I think. Did you grow up watching Bollywood? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, uncle and my mother would, like, it would be in the house all the time. So, like, it was it was a big thing for me. I think that's one of the main reasons I actually became a dancer is because of Bollywood films. And, and so let's just talk about you being a dancer first, because I um, I think I, I came across you in some kind of um, Instagram video or something like that. Or was it the Vartika campaign? Don't worry. Probably <laughs> uh, both. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, OK, first of all, he's got amazing hair. And then also um, just your your dance and the, you know, the way that you expressed yourself through dance, because I... Um, have on and off done Bharatanatyam, which is obviously another Indian classical dance. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of Indian classical dance and I and I love it as well. So for me, it was like, oh, wow, you know, he he's amazing. So you trained in Kathak, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, for many, many years. And so I was about, I started when I was about 16 and then I stopped for a bit and then I got back into it in my sort of, again, in my sort of late teens and early 20s and sort of gave it a really, really good push. And now I'm just sort of in and out with it at the moment. But yeah, I've, I've been training for many years. So did you do a degree in this as well, in dance? I did, yeah. I did a, um, I did a master's, actually, in dance and performance in particular. Um, and that was my second master's. And I trained also with some companies. So, yeah, my God. I don't really talk about my master's degrees anymore. It's quite interesting for you to bring that up. But, yeah, I, I studied it and I trained in it for years. And then I did an academic um, background in it, yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to talk about it sometimes because that's a lot of work that you put into that. Do you know what I mean? That's like years, yeah, yeah. years of training. So shout about it now and again, I think. It's... Yeah, occasionally, occasionally. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but then what about the acting, though? Did you, um, did, you, did you think, oh, you know, eventually this is what I want to do to go into acting as an extension of my uh, creativity? 
Well, I'd always sort of done it. I'd always, it always sort of had been around and it was always something for me to um, explore, yeah, in my sort of later years. I think everybody just started to see me more and more as a dancer and as a mover and somebody that would choreograph sort of movement work. And I would sort of do dance theatre as opposed to theatre, you know, like yeah. as opposed to like holding a script and reciting lines and being a character almost. It was more sort of dance based. So like, I think it was always in me and I think I just got the buzz and when they had seen, I mean, the casting process was interesting in itself, but when they had seen me, they were like, no, like we were like, they were like, yeah, you, you need to be in this film. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, for me, sort of acting sort of goes hand in hand with dance anyway, because it's all about, you know, like enveloping a new character and becoming yeah. the person that the piece demands, if it will. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand with one another, really. Yeah, because it's performing at the end of the day isn't it like I because I yeah. always think like I I did a took part in this Bharatanatyam show after years like after 20 years and like I, I just felt and you'll like correct me if I'm wrong but then when that light goes on like there's either like there's two types of people people that will be like no you know what no 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 I'm gonna freeze I can't be in this light or there's people that like that's it you're on you come alive right yeah I have a bit of an out-of-body experience actually I was explaining this to someone yesterday I was like, when I perform, no matter what role it is, and especially I think when I do dance and when I do drag, like I'm someone completely different and I don't tend to remember a lot of what I've done or said. So I rely on sort of videos of people that, well, sorry, that people have taken and stuff like that and things that I've been tagged in to remind myself of who I was that evening. But yeah, as soon as the lights are on, it's game. Like it's go, like it's, you have to do what you were there to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so you mentioned drag there. So you do um, perform like dressed as a female, right? Mm -hmm. All the time? Or is that like a, one of the personas or what? Uh, yeah, majority of the time, really. Like, I mean, in London at the moment, I work full time as a performer. Um, and a lot of people know me for my drag persona. So I do drag quite a lot, actually. And I've been touring the world as a drag performer as a drag artist so yeah I think she's been one of the main reasons why I've done so much and I think even with the film like you know as before we entered that film I think as a partnership really even though it was Raheem that was doing it it was still very much Dosa that was like there and present and when they gave me this role um and they spoke about it being a drag performer like it just it just made sense didn't it so, so yeah the the drag your drag persona dosa is it dosa it is dosa cat dosa yeah cat. what made you come up with that name well doja cat is an absolute icon mm -hmm. and a legend and um i people always say that i have very very similar energy to her anyway um especially in my performance styles and um, a lot of the music that she does is the music that I sort of perform or the genre that I perform in, which is sort of like very hip hop, very like R&B, sort of like bad energy, like just like, you know, like that girl. Um, but obviously Doja Cat was taken. Um, so <laughs> when we're thinking about my mixed race heritage and my South Asian background, like having Dosa sort of like made sense, you know. Um, so yeah and it's also quite it's, it's also quite pun like as well because even though obviously a dose is, a, is like a dosa right yeah. but it also sounds like a dose of yeah. 
So it also shows that I'm giving them a dose of this sort of like feline feminine energy and that it kind of makes sense as well with the way that I perform and the way that I sort of slink around places and much like a cat I sort of pounce on things or people without you know any care in the world <laughs> uh-huh. and I give them a little moment and then I just walk off like very nonchalant and aloof and I and I think that that's the persona of Dosa before she got onto the microphone um she was very much this sort of aloof sort of mysterious character that sort of just like walked around and gave everybody a good time mm. and would, it's all in the eyes <clears throat> and I feel like my eyes are very powerful and I feel like much like cats you can tell a lot by them through their eyes yeah um so okay first of all I just want to say that I love the fact that you know you kind of swing between this Indian classical dance Kathak right and all of that what that is right ancient art form and R&B hip-hop and and I'm saying I love it because um I identify with that because I am this person who'll be like oh yeah let's put some DMX on and then I'll be like singing Mahaganapati's and then people are like, who the hell what are you doing like Brilliant. you absolute weirdo yeah. so, and so I don't meet very many people like that so I'm I absolutely uh love the uh, and now I'm another person like that which is good um so this um okay so you're saying that you know obviously you're from an Asian background is one of your parents uh Asian and one white yes okay right, yeah so then this whole thing of you uh performing drag and you know just embracing your feminine side okay because obviously we all have a feminine side how did mm-hmm. that go down with the family um it was all right actually it wasn't too bad um i think my father wanted me to have more balance and he wanted me to say it's fine being who you are but like also find your balance if this is who you are explore your masculine side as well and see how that feels and see how you get on with that as well so i do thank him for that because i do i feel like i am now very balanced as a person and i feel like androgyny is very much my strong suit um so even though i may present feminine every so often there are moments as well where i'm very like i guess masculine for whatever the term may sort of hold um but my family have been very very accepting i do feel very blessed i do feel very welcomed i do feel very supported and very secure within the space and um i mean i've had forever changing looks so my family have always like sort of been with me and gone yeah okay yes no and it's never been an issue of whether i look too feminine or look too masculine for my immediate family it was very much like no that haircut just doesn't suit you or no those clothes just aren't right on you it's not about it having um a backing of a gender if it will it's mainly just because i looked awful and my family didn't want me to look awful that was all it was um yeah but when it came to my family it was all good when it came to extended family and friends it was it was and still is a bit tricky but that's why they're extended aren't they they're not immediate they're just on the they're on the outskirts of the circle as opposed to within the inner so it's not a problem but is this your south asian side we're talking about yeah 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 my english side didn't really have an issue i don't think i mean also because i've not met many of them as i've sort of grown up i've met a lot of them as a younger child but not really met them as raheem now um so i think that's quite an interesting um story within itself really um but i think it also just shows the cultural differences doesn't it about like how 
inner and how constant and how apparent and how present your cousin's cousin's aunt's mother's cousin is and everyone goes oh yeah no that's yeah yeah she's just my cousin do you know what i mean like how many cousins do we have yeah we've got so many cousins so many aunties and so many uncles and everyone knows everyone who knows everyone so in that respect yes they know a lot more about me or they've seen more about me than my english side have um which is fine, it doesn't really bother me because I look great. So I'm not really like fast at all who's talking about me because I know that they are. I know that people are talking about me. I know that people are saying things behind my back and behind my family's back, but we were never a family to care because we're too strong to be bothered. Yeah. You know, so if anyone was to say anything and we heard, we would just turn around and go, did you say this? Yes or no? Like we would take it straight to the source. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah because Um, that's and that is actually quite unusual like that you know that throws people when you're in an Asian family right mm -hmm. because no one really does that it's all kind of like behind the scenes everyone talks to everybody else but not to the person that they should be talking to yeah exactly exactly that so yeah it was it was never an issue to answer your question with my family at all they just wanted me to be happy and they just wanted me to be safe above all they just wanted me to be safe so they were like you know, Raheem can be whoever he wants to be or however he wants to identify. He can do what he needs to do. He just needs to be safe. He needs to have his wits about him. He needs to have his knowledge about him. He needs to have common sense. He needs to know situations and environments and he needs to know how to um, acclimatise to things that are around him. And that's what I learned to do. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was very easy. In terms of like how you identify like do are you do you define yourself you know I am gay I'm this or you know I don't want to say like what what how do you define yourself um in terms of my gender I always say that I am he him um in terms of my pronouns although I mean when I'm in drag I'm she her but I just I feel very like fluid in my being I Mm -hmm. like I have my masculine days I have my feminine days I have days where you know sorry I have groups of friends where we all refer to each other as she and her but that's just what we do as friends you know um and then I have days where I am somebody's son which I am I am my mother and father's son Um, and that's how I identify so yeah I think I guess if we were to put it to that that's how I identify I have my moments like I say of um I rather I had my moments of gender dysphoria growing up um and how i viewed myself and how society was viewing me therefore how how should i view myself so society were telling me a certain type of way and i was like well maybe i should be listening to them am i this person do i need to become a woman in order to be accepted for the way that i am in order to find love in order to do so many things and so on and so forth um so i've I've had those moments as well but now i'm very comfortable in saying that Yes, my pronouns, I use a he, him, I use she, her when I'm in drag, occasionally out of drag, depending on who I'm with. And I'm just all around just, just an entity. Mm. Like I'm just, I'm really like, I'm just ethereal, Rena. that's what I am. I love that. And I just feel above and beyond, like I really do. Um, I just have moments where I look at myself in the mirror and I go, yeah, you're really, as you we, are that as girl. We sh- as you should, yeah absolutely as more of a um, should sexu- do you know how many people don't do yeah. that there's people really need to get involved yeah like yeah people always say to me like oh 
you know, stop looking at yourself in the mirror, or stop doing this and that and the other. And I go, no, but I look good. Like I'm praising myself. But that like I, we need to yeah, praise and, ourselves. And, and we're allowed to do that, right? The fact that, you know, you do that, you know, you're, we're allowed to do Because I think some people feel that they have to, also when they talk to people, oh yeah, but I, I just look really bad, don't I? Or, oh yeah, my bags and all this, and my bags under my eyes. It's like, you're fine. You know, this thing of like, you don't have to say constant bad things about but also, yourself. But also sometimes you do have bags under your eyes. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Sometimes you do look bad. I'm not going to lie. I've had friends in front of me that have looked awful and they go, God, I look awful. And I go, yeah, you do. But we just need to change this, this and this and you'll be fine. I've had bags under my eyes. I've had terrible outfits on. I've had bad hair. I barely brushed my hair for this. I'm going to be honest. But like, but you know, I, but then I look at myself and I go, okay, well, I know what I need to change. So I'll just change it. It's not about like constant self-deprecation and just this constant, oh God, I'm this, I'm this. Well, if you feel like this constantly, then maybe do something about it. Because I don't want to hear about it anymore and neither does anybody else, you know? And that's what I said about myself. I was like, I'm not going to keep on going, oh, my legs or oh, my knee or oh, my hair looks awful or I've got really bad eyebrows or anything like that. It just, it wasn't for me. I was like, if I don't like something about it, I'm going to change it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, I, I think that that whole thing of I don't like something about it, I'm going to change it um is i mean we're getting slightly off subject now but it just kind of yeah. you know reminded me of like how you know like madonna like in the press over the last couple of days yeah. people are like oh my god look at her what's she doing to herself look at her face she looks like this she obviously saw something she didn't like it and she's gotten to this point where she is now and yeah. then now people are i know and and it's it's because it's a weird one in it it's like how many things are you gonna how far are you gonna go with this whole I don't like this. I'm going to come transform myself. Well, I think, I think, I think that's when your friends come in, don't they? I hundred like, percent. Yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. Like we, like we are going slightly off topic, but I mean, just a quick thing. It's like I've, I've always been a bit. Well, I was quite um, subconscious about my nose, self-conscious. Sorry about my nose, and um, I was like, I'm going to get a nose job. I'm going to get a nose job. I'm do it. I'm going to get a nose job. Like I can't have this nose anymore. I need a nose job. Um, and then I got grew into my nose and I was like, mm, I could still go for a consultation. But it wasn't, it wasn't until afterwards people were like, do not get a nose job. Like your nose is so defining, like do not get one. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just went, cool. And then I grew to love it. And I think it's a great feature now, you know? And it's those things like that where you just, sometimes you just need a friend yeah, to you go, do. hey, that's enough like you're good yeah, yeah. it's absolutely fine like yeah. i i always say to my friends like if i ever choose to get botox you're going to be the ones who are like do you know what Bhaskar now don't you do another thing that is enough so so yeah exactly um but you're one anyway, of your one of no but one of your first uh lines in the film was something about bags under the eyes like, I, I just loved it like you know it was just a very strong <laughs> it was a very strong kind of a uh introduction to you improvised as well really yeah, it was all improvised that wasn't on script that was me being was me <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's so good um i mean like spoiler alert like people who haven't seen the film you, you may want to then come back to this right but um this is at this film right you know okay the the love story and opposite polar opposites coming together is something that's been done um a lot and it always will be because people want to see it however th it was very different in terms of um well the way that you were performing you know and uh also like a gay love story running through the background that wasn't even a big deal 
that wasn't like oh my god we all should pretend to be straight now or you know we're going to be disowned anymore it like that's actually quite um groundbreaking really i think absolutely yeah i mean to say that i'm bollywood's very first openly queer person who is known for being openly queer and performed and starred in a film where i was celebrated for such and i had a love story that wasn't a farce it wasn't a plan it wasn't a comedy it wasn't to be poked fun at it was actually a serious love story secondary to the primary one is insane and i re- and i really really don't think that people put enough gravitas on it no, I, don't I don't think people under- i don't think people have truly understood just how much ground has been covered there and for how many people i mean i've received umpteen messages from people saying oh my god the representation oh my god you were incredible oh my god this is great and you know from certain queer people as well gay lesbian bi you know the trans community like loads of different people and i just don't think it was given enough push if i'm honest and i think that it is really serious for our community that we've got this now we've had films we've had films we've had films where they've had gay love stories lesbian love stories i mean mardi dickshit played a lesbian recently didn't she in a film and stuff so like mm-hmm. yeah exactly so like that's obviously there and what was it um oh yeah you know that one as well with anil kapoor and is it son of kapoor yes so like yeah so you we've got these films that are out there being played by large roles being played by big people um and this film was you know it, it has upcoming rising stars in it but it was backed by john abraham who's obviously one of the hugest biggest yeah. names his film just came out hana pratan like that just came out so like to say that it was backed by someone with such hold is incredible in the first place mm-hmm. um and to have like a gay love story i think is incredible everyone has been hounding me and saying why did we not see you two get married i know that would have been so nice um yeah but it but but yeah it it was a uh, yeah i i don't know i i just was like wow you know this is mm. it, this is really it's just like told in a beautiful way and like you said a lot of Bolly, bollywood makes fun of loads of things right disabilities skin color being gay and and this was not that like you said so that was really really nice um what about the language of uh like do you did you grow up speaking hindi or urdu or did you have to learn it i spoke punjabi at home um and yeah yeah so i spoke punjabi at home and urdu yeah was always around so it was fine my hindi is lackluster like my hindi is not cute at all even though doing gathak and stuff they would speak to us in pure hindi and i would i would be the one (laughs) i was that one kid in class i was like sorry i'm going to need a translation i don't understand what you're saying um and i had to do all my gradings like that as well it was so <laughs> embarrassing they're like you've done it all these years and you don't know what this means and i go no i don't <laughs> because we don't get taught grammar we don't get taught these words um and everything that i look at i go oh okay it's this or oh, okay it's this you know so for me it's just sort of like very easy to translate everything that i can into punjabi because that's what i did yeah. but i did work with a hindi dialect coach because all of my hindi that i spoke apparently had sounded to punjabi in the film 
And then what did they do? They stuck me in a room full of Punjabi speakers. So I was like, this is great. Thank you for that. Because my character was Gujarati Hindi speaking. So I needed to sound Gujarati as opposed to Punjabi. So yeah, it wasn't too bad actually. I mean, I was able to communicate with everyone on on set and I was able to speak with everyone and stuff and everybody, you know, occasionally when I tried to speak Hindi and tried to be the polite Hindi speaker that, you know, everybody else was, my Punjabi would just come out because, you know, if you don't know a word, you only know a word in yeah. a certain language, then you would say it in that, wouldn't you? So when everyone's like sort of saying, Hanji, humne jawal banaya hai sab ke liye. I'm just like, jawal hage <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what else. Do you know what I mean? Because it just comes out. So yeah, it's just one of those things really. But, but it was easy. The language for me good. wasn't an issue. Because like, you know, people say, oh, Punjabi and Hindi, they're so similar. So if you can speak one, you can speak the I don't really think so. Like, because no, Punjabi is all. quite like the tone of it is also quite different and the accent it does come out in the Hindi like it, even even you like because we go to Delhi a lot there's a lot of Punjabis there and their Hindi is quite Punjabified as well it's different yeah. from people in Mumbai so yeah definitely but you know you did well because I don't know what the hell I would have done if I was in a in a movie I had to speak Hindi I don't know no it, you did well yeah. you did well what was Thank you. what was Thank the you. most um, challenging part of starring in that movie? Good question. <laughs> what was the most challenging part? <clears throat> I guess of, of being, you know, in a part of this big movie. Really. Yeah, I think like everything on camera I wasn't really challenged by. I mean, that sounds really pretentious. I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was is it was challenging in an aspect of having to portray this character and me personally not realizing the weight of what I was doing. So that for me already, I was like, oh God, I'm gonna receive so much hate. I'm gonna like, cause in my head I was like, people are just gonna attack me. And I was like, I'm gonna walk down the street in like Wembley or Southall and people are gonna be like, oh, Johnny, oh. And, you know what I mean? Like hurling, like, I don't know, um, or like what? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Um, so I was like, oh God, what if that happens? But that did it. Um, and, but off camera, I think for me actually was understanding the cultural divide because I'm very, even though I'm very Asian and I have very Asian like qualities i'm also very english so then when i don't get something or i don't understand something and because i'm so outspoken as it is i just open my mouth everyone called everybody so so for example summer who was the director everyone called him summer sir yeah and i and i remember asking harsh i was like why does everyone call summer sir is it just like because I usually put G at the end of everything, Hannah. Like yeah. when we say Uncle G, Auntie G or whatever, because that's just, that's our culture here. I would never call someone like Rina ma'am. Like that mm. was a thing. Okay. So then I was like, okay, maybe I should start doing that. But then they were like, oh no, no, it's fine. You were brought up here, you're British, you're fine. You don't have to do that. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? So there was obviously a divide between us. In, just in terms of that, it, it wasn't like a massive like split because everyone was so lovely and I learned so much culturally. Um, 
me being called sir was very interesting. <laughs> and I remember telling, I remember telling them, I was like, please don't call me sir. I was like, that's not right. They were like, do you know Raheem sir? A- Apple sir? And I was like, oh, that was the thing. Whoa. So they have dadas for everything, right? So they have like spot dada or like, like, Cook dada or like um does that mean brother like, um, does, does that mean brother or something yeah like yeah it's i think it's like a bengali thing Anna. yeah but like but yeah but it was like if you needed something like for example oh my god the first time this happened it blew my mind i was like i was on set and we were filming the very first scene which is the scene that follows me everywhere is a douche scene and that was my very first scene right where i'm like we're doing la la butter anyways that's my very because you can see that i still have a beard because yeah. i had to get rid of it for the show anyway so, so i remember doing that and like i coughed a little bit and i was like, I was like where's my water like that and i was just looking around for my water like under my breath and i think it was sonia who turned around and said just ask for one and i said oh okay yeah sure i was like um um and i didn't know what to do sonia just at the top spot that up and I was like, oh, cool. She went, you just need anything. There's a dada. And I was like, oh, okay. So she would teach, she taught me everything basically on set. Um, so I owe her quite a lot from it. But that was, that was it. That was the, it was a cultural shift about having this, having that for you. Like all the time. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to put my plate away. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm just, it's only over there, like, do you know what I mean? And I think that that comes from actors and actresses being treated and being given this platform of like, essentially these gods. Yeah. And that's who, that's who run the world, you know? People are touching people's feet, people are doing things like, it's, girl, not me, could never be me, could never be me. Like, if I've got a plate, I just put it away. Yeah, I, I can see how um, prolonged treatment, if somebody treated you that way for a prolonged period of time, which obviously has happened to a lot of stars, it would affect you in a not so great way. Do you know, I feel like sometimes, do you know what I mean? Like if you if you ended up, you know, going to Bollywood or whatever, and I'll ask you about that in a minute, you know, and you were treated like this all the time, you'd probably need to go back to your nunnies and then she'd be like, Choppa can get it yourself you know yeah she'll, to like, stop you like that. To, she'll exactly. be like what are you doing she'll tell me to go and do everything for her yeah do you know what i mean i think but i, I think, have yeah. friends already yeah sorry just to quickly say i have I've, I've actually got friends already that i i've already said to them because i've started working so much in like touring worlds and like film and tv now and i have cars that pick me up and i do this and that I was like, honey, I've manifested this life for myself. I said, let me sit at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> in a big old Mercedes and go to set. I was like, I'm living it. It's lovely. Um, but then they all look at me and they go, but do you remember when you looked like this? And I go, oh, God. And they go, and Raheem's back. Thank you all so much. Now let's all carry on, shall we? So I've got my friends that are already yeah. believe me. Every single time I talk about something, they go, yeah. But do you remember when you couldn't do your eyeliner? (laughs) Every single bit of me just broke then. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it is very that, very, very that. You do become accustomed to the lifestyle. It's scary. It's scary. I mean, think about it in any way, right? Think about it in this sort of sense. 
you get picked up every morning, you get brought to set, to a trailer or to whatever, there's already an apple, two apples that have been cut up in a bowl, right? You've got your oranges in another bowl, you've got your barney, you've got your peppermint tea, like it's all there waiting for you. It sounds lovely. You, you wouldn't say no, exactly, you wouldn't say no. So like, for me, I was like, okay, this is lovely, but also I kind of just wanna go back home and just, eat with my hands you know and just like kind of just not be in this environment anymore it's way too overwhelming sometimes but I will be honest with you I love a car (laughs) I'm just gonna say it I don't care who knows I love transport I love the idea of having a driver I really do that was the one thing that I took from this experience (laughs) was oh I've got a driver. <laughs> this is lovely. Um, yeah, but no, humble me, please, Reno. If there's ever a moment in this where you go, okay, she's getting a bit too big for her stilettos, then you turn around and go, yeah, oh, but you've God. got really dry ends. And I know I do, and I will get them trimmed, I promise you. I promise you all <laughs> Do you know what? You enjoy it. Trust me, you know, if I have a little experience of that life, I too will be like, when is my car coming? Because I'm not stepping out until my yeah. car You know what I mean? Um, it's very fun. <laughs> But what what is next for you then? Like, what what do you want to do more Bollywood? Because this was this was all filmed in the UK, wasn't it? Tara versus Bilal. Yeah, my scenes all were. Yeah. So what what do do you want to like? Is there I don't know projects on the go? Um, are you allowed to talk about them, or do you want to do more dance stuff or more film? Well, I'm currently touring again. So I'm a touring dancer with um, an artist called Becky Hill, um, who's an incredible singer. And we toured with her last year and we're touring with her again this year. So I feel very blessed about doing that. So that's taking me all over the world. Well, more so Europe. Fingers crossed it takes me to America this year. Um, So I'm doing that and still doing my drag and everything here. I am filming for something currently. Um, which I can't say too much about, but it's incredible to be doing that. And that again, <laughs> that again has moments of getting a drive, but I got to, I got to that set and they went, your trailer's here. And I went, my what? And they went, yeah, your trailer, Rena. let me tell you. <laughs> I've got three steps and then I've got a door in front of me and it says my name. <laughs> And I tell you for what, that felt real good. <laughs> it felt bloody brilliant. So I'm doing that at the moment, which is great. I have some other projects that are coming up, um, some more sort of public speaking things and sort of like, um, I kind of want to do not so much community outreach, but I kind of want to talk more about intersectionality, talk more about like drag, talk more about like the Asian community and like this whole idea of it all, like, you know, with drag and with um, queer lives and everything like that. So I really want to try and immerse myself in that more, not only for, um, you know, the South Asian diaspora here, but also across seas. Um, Because one thing I didn't realise about this film is that which this is going to sound really stupid. So whoever's watching this and listening to this, I know it's really stupid to say this, but you forget that things are global. You forget how big things are. So when you tell people I've done this film on Netflix and it's tr- and you get this picture of it that is trending in number two in India, you think hundreds and thousands of people have seen that film in India. 
I'll tell you what gagged me. Do you know who Kusha Kapila is? <clears throat> no, I've heard that. Do you know? Do you do you know that she's a comedian? She did the South Dilly Girls, right? Those videos that went viral about, and she goes, "Kokobaya, yagimina yela." Like she does that anyway. I think she's an absolute icon. And recently, she messaged me. Has she? Has and she's got like millions of followers. Is she been? Like, has she been in a film recently herself? Um, I think she has been in something recently. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. But she she's ha- in, every, everyone. Everyone who doesn't know her needs to look her up. Her name is Kusha with a K, Capilla with a K, and she's honestly like, and and it's it's moments like that that you go, oh crap, people are actually watching this film. Yeah. Like people are actually watching and finding me and talking to me and telling me things. So yeah, I've got things that are happening right now. Would I like to do Bollywood again? Absolutely. I would love to do Bollywood again and I would love to be a courtesan. I would love to be, I would love to be in a period film and I'm happy to be the, um, you know, the, the, one of the handmaidens or one of the, um, within like sort of the Maharani's like company I would love to have, I would love to do that. I, I feel I really like you're would. gonna I feel like you're gonna manifest this. You know, you said it out loud here. Yeah, I, I feel like it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I it's gonna I'm happen. seeing it in my mind now. Like you were you Thank did you, you watch Umraujan a lot when you grew up? Because I did. And so I can It was Umraujan. Yeah. Bakiza, Mugliazam. Yes. Madhubala is my everything. And I watch, I kid you not, I must listen and watch more Hipangatbe at least twice daily. Really? It, you know what? Because honestly, yeah. and she's, I was just going to quickly say, like, she's just incredible. And I'll just watch it for the moment, even before the song starts. It's when she stops and she gets her she gets that um she gets that dubatta, she gets the gungad and she just pulls it down and she looks side to side looks down looks up at the man and bites the corner of her lip like even speaking about it now all the hairs on my body are all up like when she did that i was mm. like i was come down i said like, that's who i want to be i need to be her and that's who i really channel honestly honest to god she's one of my idols and icons that i channel even when i do drag it's all in the eyes mm-hmm. it's all in the lip it's all like she's just incredible to me so yeah much like yourself i grew up on those films absolutely okay well you know what i can see it happening and um yeah come back and talk to me when you've done that role raheem listen you and me are friends now so i'll be here oh, i'm not bothered i'll talk to you about anything you want to talk yeah. about you can, and when you can i start be, getting in yeah. all the gossip columns and i'll let you know <laughs> Yeah, you can be you can, since you're so yeah exactly and since you're so blunt you can be one of the people that tells me to stop when i do too much botox you know i do need friends like that yeah and if i ever yeah and if i ever look <laughs> jacked on my story or just disgusting then you, you know. turn around and go raheem burn those trousers yeah burn them <laughs> and i'll say yeah okay fine i will um but yeah no it's just it's just incredible to like even be like you know reached out by yourself like it's just crazy that people 
are like seeing things and wanting to talk about it. And that's why we do these things, right? That's why you've got such an incredible podcast here and which is incredible because I've listened to quite a few episodes now and it's just, it's just great to like, it's just great to have the conversation happening. Yeah. Because what we're doing is nothing new. Conversation is not new being straight, being gay, being however you identify, it's not new. So like all these things that are like dumbfounding people and they're not understanding things. Mm. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, eh, the eh, the oh, yeah, babe. Because that's been happening since before you were thought of and conceived, Mm -hmm. you know? Like what we're doing is nothing new. We're just bringing the conversation back to the table away yeah. from the water cooler we're taking we're lifting up the rug and we're saying god this looks a bit lumpy what's under here ah boom maybe we should talk about this auntie when all of a sudden you came over to this country and this happened to you like do you know what i mean so like what we're doing is nothing new and i think it's great that you're doing this and i think it's great that i'm doing what i'm doing and we're exactly where we need to be and we're going to continue to thrive and i think that that's the most beautiful thing and as long as we're there for one another and looking great whilst we do it no one can say anything to us 100 percent, 100 percent. um well i'm gonna leave it there um because i've got a feeling i could speak to you all day but um thank you so much raheem thank you so much and just good luck with everything um i'm here for it all i'm here for it all um and thank you thank for you. listening as well um if you haven't do watch startup versus bilal on netflix um make sure you're following at sisterhood of mommy and perfect on instagram for exclusive clips and updates and uh, what's your instagram handle raheem it's at that dosa cat so it's spelled d-o-s-a-c-a-t and that dosa cat on instagram and everything else i think now all of a sudden so that's fun so yeah Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Until next week. Bye.